0: way that I've been going about achieving my dream of becoming a director, whether it's in theater or in film, because currently I work more in film than I do um, in the local theater companies in this area. But with that, um, I have just been trying to take every opportunity I can to get in the room. And that's what's been so helpful about having such a wide wingspan of, um, of talents and abilities that have gotten me really far to hopefully get me to the time where I meet the right person that will give me the chance to direct a production.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dream Mentorship Podcast. Here at Dream Mentorship, our goal is to inspire women with big dreams who want to learn about and utilize ways in which to be successful boss women in their chosen fields. Tune in each week as we discuss different versions of success with various industry bosses, moms, students, and women in general who are able to take their lives and businesses to the next level. We are here to provide everyone with information on how to live your own dreams, because those dreams are valid. Without further ado, welcome your incredible host
2: for this podcast, Mac Jane Creighton. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Dream Mentorship Podcast. Of course, you know, I'm your girl, Matt Jane Creighton. And today I have someone that you would love to hear her story. Her name is Kimberly Redman, and she was raised in a small town in, in Monso, Massachusetts. Uh, she attended the Pioneer Valley Performing Arts School in South Hardley, and ever since, she's always loved theater theater design, sculpture, and she has participated in countless theater productions. So um, if you are anybody or you know somebody who loves theater, who loves plays, who loves all things theater, um, this podcast is something they wanna listen to and they definitely would enjoy um, hearing her story. So without further ado, let's welcome to the podcast today, Kimberly. Welcome to the podcast, girl. Hi, (laughs) thank you for having me. All right, so I'm going to jump right into it and, you know, start from theater, uh, which is Mm -hmm. what you do. Um, How did you end up loving theater so much?
0: Well, theater is one of the many things that I do, but I will say that theater is like the core of everything. Um, I fell in love with theater starting in fourth grade. My teacher, Mrs. LaCour, she had us do plays in her class, um, part of her curriculum. Um, And that was like the first show I was ever in. And then after that, my mom was really insistent on us constantly being involved with the arts and moving forward from there. Theater, I love live performance of any sort. Um, whether I'm part of it or watching it or adding to it, and I just like the freedom that theater a lot.
2: All right, that is awesome. Thanks for sharing how you you know fell in love with um, theater. Um, yeah. After you graduated in 2014, you moved to um, Philadelphia to study at the University of Arts. Tell us about what you're studying and uh, what you're doing right now
0: well I've graduated two years ago but when I was in when I was in U arts um, I studied acting but I also studied uh, technical design for scenic dressing and scenic design uh, that got me an internship in New York for a summer with a local um, designer Kirsten Robinson you would recognize her work from Uh, production of the Wilma. I forgot what it was called, but she's also designed the new face of the Wilma. So when you drive down Philadelphia and you see like the big scarf with the letters, she redesigned that um, when I was interning with her. And I had a major interest in directing. So I also took classes for direction as well on top of my um, acting credentials that I did. Um, so I studied a lot and I tried to take as many classes as I could in different realms, kind of similar to how I was back in high school.
2: Okay. So what do you intend to, what is your big dream um, um, with theater and productions and directing? You seem to have a lot um, that you're under your wings that you have learned so far.
0: Yeah. Um, for I ultimately in my dreams, I would love to be a director and, way that I've been going about achieving my dream of becoming a director, whether it's in theater or in film, because currently I work more in film than I do um, in the local theater companies in this area. But with that, um, I have just been trying to take every opportunity I can to get in the room. And that's what's been so helpful about having such a wide wingspan of, um, of talents and abilities that have gotten me really far to hopefully get me to the time where I meet the right person that will give me the chance to direct a production. Again, whether it's live performance or uh, in filming.
2: Yes. I see that you've done a lot of, um, um, of projects. Um, if I can say that you've also worked with um, with a couple of people um, in short films, and documentary. Can you talk about your work or, you know, things that projects you've participated in?
0: Yeah. So uh, the most recent work that I've worked on is with the director, uh, Maria Fatimo. Um She's a good friend of mine. And we directed a piece called Kim, nothing to do with me, uh, but actually with another local ballerina, Kimberly Landell. Um, and her story with her sexual abuse and how she is taking her survival story and Mm -hmm. how she takes it, um, incorporates it into her art. And I was the production designer on that. Um, Other pieces that I've worked on for short films, I worked on Miss Barton's Famous Cakes. That was actually one of the first films that I worked on. And my friend Tasha, she called me and she was like, hey, we're looking for a makeup artist. I know you do makeup. Would you be interested in doing it? Not knowing that it's something that I've done for many years. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it, sure. And I showed up on set. And it was all of the favorite parts that I had from theater productions in like a three-day span for a film set. And that's what kind of got me hooked on, on film in that sense. And then in the other way... Uh, for a live performance, I did a performance art piece at the Painted Bride um, last year, uh, where it's called Trash, A Painting of Now, where I made the entire set out of trash. My costume was made out of trash. My roommate, Andrea Parmalee, she helped me out also with constructing the set. And it was a interactive live performance that I had with uh, the audience members. And that was really special. I haven't felt, you know, my um, artistic feeding like that in a moment because mm-hmm. I was so focused after graduating to yeah. get, in rooms, get in rooms, get in rooms. And that was one of the first times that I had the ability to kind of go, oh, this is completely mine. This is what I want to do. And I was able to keep my own morals with it of like keeping environmentally conscious and bring a social awareness in a creative way, possibly, mm-hmm. and just kind of find the beauty in the horror of of um, environmental struggles, I think, mm-hmm. which is weird to say, but um, I guess it's one of the things you had to see, but it, 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 that was something I felt very strong about as well as Um, this production that I did with Brittany Anderson and Becca Thomas, who are one, I believe Becca still has, um, another year left at UArts, but Brittany Anderson just graduated. I believe they're two very talented young women. Um, but we put together this absurdist comedy called just another normal conversation. And -hmm. that was also another time I felt my complete, um, artistic footing and, um, like I felt very uh, fulfilled from that project.
2: Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. I want to. I want to take it back a little bit and talk about the um, piece you called "trash." A painting of now. Yeah. Uh, I want to get. Um, what inspired you to? I'm, I'm guessing it's connected to what you were saying. Um, using everything. Everything you used on sets was uh, made out of trash. Uh, what inspired yeah. that? Yeah
0: well actually it's it's very funny, actually. What I was originally planning on doing um, was to show up. So the people hosting it, um, uh, the the woman that contacted me is the woman that gave me the opportunity at the Painted Bride was Cami Pagli. and they she reached out to me um, asking me if I wanted to be take part of it. And I was like, "Yes, I would love to take part of it." And I just had to throw a quick pitch at her. Um, to be like, this is what I'm thinking about, so they can get an idea of like space and where to put me, the painted bride, because there it wasn't just myself performing; it was many other uh, young artists in the Philadelphian area um, performing that day. Whether it was a performance art piece or you know a short directoral piece that's on repeat or art, it was it was very collaborative in that sense. But for my inspiration, I was originally thinking I'm just going to have a table. And I'm just going to have this three-hour-long feast to myself. And, and then I was like, well, how? because that would be interesting. And, and then I thought, no, that really won't be interesting. Um, so then I started playing with the idea of what if I just had fish and oil? And I was eating fish and oil. And then I said, that's too much on mm-hmm. the nose. Um, and so it's just whittling from my first thought and just keep hacking at it. For about a month, I was thinking about it. Um, and then the week mm. of, I started collecting the materials and cause I was broke. And so I was thinking, well, what materials <laughs> can I get that's very accessible? And I got trash bags. I got trash bags mm. from all of my friends. And I had, um, leftover just like pieces of like, um, walled sliding, like at this like thick fabric. Like it's not, it's, it's, it's not it's stiff, but it's fabric. And I made a corset out of that. My Again, my roommate, Andrea, she made crown pieces um, for the piece using like knitting needles and tinfoil um, and, and cardboard. We had tons of cardboard around the house. And, you know, she made some birds. I painted the word trash on them. And I then went to the performance space early in the day and I constructed all myself that day um, by just like tying trash bags to the wall and like spreading them on the floor and then like tucking trash bags in my skirt to make it look like a poof skirt and, um, and then in my corset top and just let it kind of unravel as the performance went on through throughout the evening.
2: That's awesome. That's really, really interesting story. Um, I, I, I don't. I'm not that artistic. I probably wouldn't have wouldn't have thought about that. Um, so I give kudos to everyone who is that artistic to think about, um, you know, art in that way or in a different way. So I'm gonna shift gears a little bit yeah. and ask um, what you do uh, when you are not. Um, mean, production, where you're not doing anything related to theater or art, what is fun for you?
0: Um, fun for me. Well, I love cooking. Um, I'm actually making bone broth right now, uh, oh. as as we speak. But I love I love cooking. Um, that's something that's very fun for me. Um, I really just kind of I think about this often. Like, what else do I do? I like I cook. Yeah, I make art. I watch TV, Um, I, yeah, it's like, it's hard for me to think about (laughs) other things that really bring me joy, especially in a time of, you know, quarantine where a lot of things that bring me joy are, you know, seeing friends and going out and um, traveling and, you know, all things that we kind of don't have access to. I will I will say, though, makeup, but I, I consider makeup to be a bit of an art form as well. So I don't know if that's a disqualifier, but um, mm-hmm. that's something that I
2: also find. That works.
0: Interesting, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. So as we wrap up, what is one advice if you are to give to anyone who's in th- interested in theater uh, or anyone who is in theater right now and is probably struggling, Loves loves it, but, you know, is going through that season of oh, did I make a mistake? What am I doing here? Because sometimes that happens uh, with young professionals. We have huge dreams, and then life happens, and you you get discouraged. Uh, what would be your advice or encouragement to anyone listening?
0: Um, I would say my advice would be never know what room will get you to the next room. I think it, mm-hmm. What I would say is that I uh, always, you know, never judge the room that, no, I wouldn't say don't judge the room you're going into, into, you should always follow your gut. But I also think, um, take more opportunities than you think you probably should in the sense of, well, I, you know, no one wants to work for free. And, you know, but there are times where I have, you know, worked for free and I've gotten, three jobs from that one time that I put myself in a room just to be there. And it's knowing that part of also being in that space is no, is, is not trying to get the next job, but it's just being knowledgeable that, you know, being pleasant to be around is a huge part of getting rehired and being sought out afterwards again. Um, So also like, I think it's, I think it's what's really could be good is. I'm trying to word this well. Just go out and try it. I I left. Mm-hmm. I graduated school two years ago, and um, and from there I didn't really do much with theater. I hosted my. I did my production, I did my performance piece, but other than that, I've been doing mainly film work and it's because I kept trying to get myself into the room and then the next room from the job I'm currently working. Um, And don't judge yourself. Like if you wanna try it, go for it. Sometimes you have to take that step that seems really scary Mm -hmm. and you have to pre-plan for that step sometimes, but you know, if, if you really want to go for it, you just, like, got to put yourself in those space. You've got to put yourself in however way you can and know that everybody is just happy to be there. So as long as you're happy to be there, most of the time you'll be remembered, and that's the key to get to your next job.
2: Awesome. Well, I love it. Thanks for the advice. You heard her. Um, get yourself in the room, and you know, stop worrying about a paycheck. Sometimes you have to get in the room and be pleasant to be around. That is so key. You always have to be kind to people because you never know. You never know who's gonna help you or who's gonna open up an opportunity for you. Um, so that's it, people. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for joining us on the podcast today. Um, I really, really. do for coming in and sharing your story with us thank you for having me i really
0: appreciate being
2: here yes awesome all right okay people i'll see you next time bye
1: thank you for listening to dream mentorship podcast with your host the amazing boss lady herself mac jane creighton if you liked what you just heard, you can head on over to dreammentorship.org to learn more about Dream Mentorship and what we do as a nonprofit organization. Remember to tune in again next week for more Boss Lady Realness. This podcast has been recorded and edited by Jenna Cohen.